Hello, America. Welcome to Monday. Uh, we have Mike Lee going to tell us what the spending package that they passed over the weekend, $90 billion. Where's that money going? But hint, not to you, not to your business, not to America. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about American financing. It is time to get serious about some things as you move towards this next year. We're fighting a war on a cultural level, on a political level, on a spiritual level. And I think things are going to get more intense as we go along. But believe it or not, your fiscal responsibility is a huge part of your role in all of this. So let me start here. Do you own a home? Because right now there's some great news in the market for homeowners. Interest rates have dropped and are now in the fives, which is a lot lower than they were last year. Don't doom spend. But if you're somebody that has been in a situation where you've been putting things on a high interest rate credit card just to survive, and now you're buried in that high interest debt, American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that high interest debt. Last year, they helped customers save an average of $854 a month. That's the average customer that came from this show. That's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. Start the new year the right way with American Financing. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 1823334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. I first met Glenn Beck in the hallway at Fox News at 1211 6th Avenue in 2009. That year, he and I started there. We both had worked at CNN. And I'll admit, I never watched him on television. Um, but I did hear management complain about him because they thought he was crazy <laughs> and hard to control. And then one day, I'm sitting in my office around 5 o'clock, and I flip on Glenn Beck. And... I thought then, as I think now, that he was the single most naturally talented television performer I had ever seen in my life. He, as I sat there transfixed and mesmerized, spent an entire hour with no notes or teleprompter sketching out his stream of consciousness thoughts onto a whiteboard, and they were all cogent and coherent, and by the way, I agreed with them. And I thought, whatever it is to be a genius in television or radio, Glenn Beck is. So the fact that he's turning oh. 60 years old and he still has it, not a single hint of senility, <laughs> makes me all the more admiring. It's debatable. Happy birthday, now, see, Glenn Beck, from your friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That's really nice, nice of, of him Tucker, to say. But uh, not true. Nice but really nice say. of him to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Completely <laughs> untrue. But, uh, <laughs> you know, did I, was he doing. Maybe he was being sarcastic because then he got to the senility part and yes. there's clearly signs all over the place. So uh, anyway, anyway, Mike Lee is joining us now. Hello, Mike. Glenn, I want you to know that I've never personally seen you do the Joe Biden shuffle or shake, shake hands with a non-existent person. So you know, that counts for something. Well, I, I will tell you that he's getting a bad rap for, um, you know, saying that Sisi is the president of Mexico when he was the president of Egypt. Um, but I think I found that out. I mean, it only makes sense that Sisi is the president of Egypt and Mexico because they both have pyramids. So, yeah. 
you know, Cece, it Spanish makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. So that's it. It would make yes, sense. Yes, think, yes. Right <laughs> yes. Another cogent yes, point. Yes, yes. Wow. Wow. Thank wow. you very much. Uh, so, Mike, what the hell have the Senate done this time? Well, the Senate this time has yet again put together a bill that now appears quite likely to pass that unites Democrats, sharply divides Republicans on an issue where most Republican voters and most Republican senators are adamantly opposed to the Democrats' position. But Senate Republican leadership and a small handful of others have given the Senate's, uh, the Senate Democrats more than enough votes to where it looks like they're going to be able to pass this thing in the next uh, 48 hours or so. It really is mm-hmm. too bad. I mean, it, we can still stop it if all the Republicans decided to band together we could still stop it but the clock's ticking yeah but you have murkowski and and romney (laughs) so you know i can get yeah but but the the remaining the remaining 31 of us who didn't vote for this uh have strong concerns big concerns concerns that are backed up by voters all across america uh not not all of them republicans by the way but certainly an overwhelming supermajority of Republicans in the country have grave difficulty for this with this. You know, I, I, I still have the Senate floor all day on, on Saturday. I spoke for four continuous hours trying again and again and again to get amendments pending, amendments pending in the Senate, meaning they're in the queue to be voted on, uh, to be addressed. The Democrats wouldn't let us do it. I, I put up an amendment, for example, making sure that this this aid wouldn't end up going to Hamas. You, you send this through any of these entities, through the UN, they, they make a lot of hay about the fact that, oh, well, we, we, we cut UNRWA out of any aid. Oh, great. There are 19 UN agencies operating in Gaza. And guess what? You send aid to Gaza, trying to say we're, we're going to send this to Gaza, but not Hamas. It, that's, it's not real. I don't even know how to analogize so, that. It's like saying... We're going to give money to the U.K., but it won't go to the British. It's not a thing. (laughs) So, okay, so hang on. $90 billion. What's in this package? What are we we sending? $95 billion in the package, about uh, uh, $60 billion of it goes to Ukraine. Well, within that portion of it, you've got about $8 billion that goes to direct economic assistance. Uh, to the Ukrainian government, where the Ukrainian government is expected to spend that on things like paying all of Zelensky's bureaucrats, every government employee in Ukraine, civilians, the whole thing, for an entire year. They're also free to use that for their own welfare benefit system. They're also free to use that for their own uh, sort of Ukrainian crony capitalism sort of thing, which they've got going on. For example, we've got actual instances of this type of aid that we've given to Ukraine over the last couple of years being used to buy people concert tickets in Ukraine, to shore up the viability of clothing stores in Ukraine. Uh, it's a real mother load of opportunities here, opportunities for those who are close to the Ukrainian corruption. Now, look, we could have a real debate here 
if this were just military aid, but there's so much in this package that is not military aid that's going to other things. Also in the bill, you've got a total of between nine and $10 billion. It's going loosely speaking to some type of humanitarian aid. Uh, and it just says in, in these two different accounts that add up to between nine and $10 billion. Uh, it says that they can go to these loose humanitarian concerns in and around Ukraine and in and around Israel, which means that in theory, the Biden administration could channel most or even all of that aid to Gaza. It's what Gaza does when we give them humanitarian aid. It's not Gaza uh, broadly. This is Hamas. Well, Hamas in the past has used our aid money, whether funneled through the United Nations, as it usually is, or otherwise, and they build tunnels, they buy arms, they prepare to attack, to attack innocent Israelis and do horrible things. This is, this is giving them uh, more of an opportunity to do that very thing that resulted in October 7th. But make no mistake, Hamas is not content with October 7th. That's just a preview of more things to come. All they need are the resources, and apparently we might be providing them with those. Mike, it's Pat Gray. I, just to be clear, um, I want to make sure I understand. You are anti-Ukrainian concerts then, um, as well as anti-Ukrainian <laughs> yeah. clothing stores? Yeah, I got that too. Good yeah. catch. Did you, Good thank catch, you. Pat. Thank you. I didn't, I, he was so just going to let that slide, and right. I don't want it to. I, Mike, I have to tell those. you. I, I, Ukrainians can go to concerts, yeah. they can buy the clothing. They right. Want, not on the American taxpayer dime. Huh. That's wow. My, that's so my position. I, I have to... I have to tell you, Mike, every at every corner, it seems since 2008, when we're talking about big money, the American people have not had any relief. The big corporations have gotten it. The big banks have gotten it. The Fed has gotten it. Foreign countries have gotten it. The now the 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 clothing stores in Ukraine have gotten it. But the ma and pa, I, I had to buy a black suit over the weekend, um, and I went into this uh, great, legendary clothing store in New Haven, Connecticut, called Ferrucci's. And as I'm, I'm talking to the guy behind the counter, and he's like, COVID killed us, man. It killed the clothing industry. They're struggling. You know, the people that made really good suits for, like, Brooks Brothers and stuff for him. He said... They, they used to have 2,000 employees. He said they got down to, I think it was 150 employees, and now they're back mm. up to 500, and everything has changed, and not a dime has been helping out these companies. They destroyed us, and, and, and we were buying, you know, people were getting stuff, and they were buying concert tickets here in America, while the real people trying to keep the doors from falling off no pun intended with Boeing, because they're apparently working to keep the doors flying off. Um, the people who are really doing the hard work, they never get a break from this government ever. Never get a break from it. And it never sleeps. It never stops spending. Mm. And, you know, the more we spend with, you know, multi-trillion dollar deficits year after year after year, it starts to add up and it starts to make every dollar that we have that Americans earn through their hard work by less. You know, it, the average American household 
every single month has to shell out an additional thousand dollars just to live, just to put the roof over your head and so groceries. On so the what is this and, really? What is this really all about? This spending. What is this really all about? Who's really getting the money here? What 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 favors are being done? What NGOs are taking that money and then funneling it back to an election here? What what's happening? Well, um, the biggest single beneficiary from these probably defense contractors, um, people who make arms. Now, I, look, there, there there are plenty of people who are patriotic and who are not part of what I would call the military industrial complex. And by that, I mean those who worship at the altar of war uh, so that they can make more money profiteering off of war. Uh, But there are a number of those, and it's a real thing. It's been warned of since President Eisenhower, that the bigger Mm -hmm. it gets, the more powerful it becomes. And I'd say the military industrial complex is the single biggest beneficiary from a package like this. Sometimes some of my colleagues will even let the masks slip. Some of my Republican colleagues have done that in recent weeks by saying things like, look, we've got to get this thing done and we should get this done because this will create American jobs. It's good for us to support this war in Ukraine because it'll create American jobs. Because, Glenn, because when we put these, you know, many tens of billions of dollars into these weapons procurement contracts for weapons, by the way, that are going to go to others and not us, and that are actually going to commandeer our uh, procurement process in such a way that we'll have access to weapons for our own uses later rather than sooner. That employs people in America. That employs people who make a lot of these weapons systems that we're going to be sending over there. But these are things that are, you know, we have a finite stash of them. We've already exhausted a lot of them. It's already going to take us, uh, even before we add this package to it, years, possibly until 2030 or 2035, to replace a lot of this stuff. What happens when you take more and more of this stuff while unable to produce more here at home? Um, it, It really is concerning. We become less and less capable of protecting the American homeland from whatever attack we might face here. This is deeply concerning. Okay, so Mike Mike Lee um, in the Senate fighting hard along with, uh, what, there are about 13 of you, are there not? Well, How many are fighting? No, no, there's There's 31. 31 Senate Republicans who who are opposing them. Yeah. And think about what that means for a minute. That means this is an overwhelming supermajority of Republicans in the United States Senate who are against it. And yet our Senate Republican leadership is all for it. They're teaming up with Democrats to promote Democratic policies, to unite Democrats on issues that are particular to the left. This is concerning. So last week, gang, you, you stopped the bill in the Senate on the border. You got to do it again. You make a difference. You do make a difference. Call your senator and say, in no uncertain terms, you're not to keep giving my children and my great-great-grandchildren's money away. We don't have the money. We don't have the... Enough is enough. My gosh. Mike, thanks for the good fight. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. 
So they say a dog is a man's best friend, and that's a relationship that, you know, you have to take seriously. If you're a pet owner like I am, you not only want your dog to be healthy and happy, but you also are responsible for those things. If you give your dog kibble food, it's all dead food. They kick out all the good stuff. They, it's all sterilized so it can last on the supermarket shelf for up to two years. That's not doing your dog much good. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on your dog's food. This is puts all the healthy stuff back in for your dog. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN33. They're going to give you the first trial bag for free. All you have to pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN33. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds. Station ID. Glenn Dennis Prager here, and I got up to wish you a happy birthday from L.A., and my wife said, you know, you're smoking a cigar, and Glenn is uh, LDS, as you folks prefer to be called these days, which is fine with me. And then I thought, all right, so when you send me a, a birthday wish, you can have a ham and cheese sandwich while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, can I six, tell you, I'm... I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. In fact, I'm going to send him a video today of me eating a ham and cheese sandwich just to thank him for the birthday greeting. I was really overwhelmed by all of the people that came out and uh, and uh, wish me happy birthday. I got these on Saturday, uh, and it was uh, it's very nice of all of them to do. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. We've got coming up in just a second. Uh, we want to talk to you about uh, what's happening with our farms and our ranches. Uh, there is a global food agenda that is going on. And I read some stories about how the EU has caved. They've caved to the farmers. Oh, God, I wish I was on in Europe. I wish people would listen mm. to us in Europe. Um, they didn't cave. They didn't. No. You, you, you're not winning yet. They're only delaying it until after the election. Okay? That, that we're going to study this again after the election. Oh, I bet you are. The, the global elite are terrified of what could happen in this election. So you're going to see all kinds of things being promised and said. Uh, you're going to see, I'm, I'll bet you, interest rates go down. Uh, they'll do everything they can to make it look like, you know what, I, you know, I think the people have a good point. <laughs> and after the election, we'll talk about that some more. But right now, we're going to stop it. And what else uh, is don't, interesting? Don't believe it. What else is interesting here is that it's not just Europe. We've got our own farming problems in this country. We've got a real oh, cattle yeah. shortage going on right now that has been brought on by the government. I mean, in part by some drought, they say, but mostly because uh, prices of feed have gone up so much that they can't feed the cattle, so they're cutting back on production of cattle. And that's why you're seeing the prices of beef go up through the roof. I mean, to pay $50 for but, a steak but, is unreal yeah, right no, now. Unreal. And, you know, the, the bigger problem is that there are four big food processing companies in the country. Two of them are owned by people out of country. They're not even yeah. American food processing company. Yeah. The, the two American 
at least one of them is all on the you know fake meat front mm. but all four of them i believe collude to keep the price of beef down for them they buy it they're mm. there you can't sell your meat to anybody but these these big four processing plants and so okay and so you have to take what they're offering it is so important that wow. we build processing plants in local communities. You've got to strengthen your local farms and your local ranchers. Uh, we've got to find a way around this. Congress, one congresswoman is working hard on this. She's actually the woman that replaced Liz Cheney in Wyoming. We're going to talk to her when we come back. I have to tell you, um, I'm so pleased to do business with Good Ranchers because of what we just talked about. Good Ranchers buys their beef from good ranches and, you know, small ranches and the, the farmer and the rancher, wherever they are. Good Ranchers right now, when you subscribe to any of their 100 percent American meat boxes, they'll add one and a half pounds of applewood smoked bacon, which is delicious to your order for free. Not once. Not twice, but every order for an entire year. You're talking about 100% American meat. Simply go to GoodRanchers.com, pick your box, use my code Beck, and enjoy $240 of free bacon. Stock your fridge with easy-to-prepare, delicious American meat all year long. Not sure which box to choose? Uh, get the Weekly Essentials. It's a box full of pre-trimmed beef, chicken. Helps with all of your uh, meal prep. You can save time without sacrificing the flavor. It is really good 100% American meat. Go to GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Subscribe today. Use the promo code Beck and claim your, your free bacon. GoodRanchers.com. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Almost at the bottom of the pole. There it is. 19-64. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. An equal right to vote. Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. The draft lottery. Birthdays for the draft. That's one small step for man. The time has come for action. I'm not a Legalized abortion. For a moment, caught in between. Beginning their sixth day of captivity. Welcome back to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, my staff sent me some stuff for my birthday. This is one of them. They put together this whole thing of, you know, my life and everything that's happened in the 60 years of life. And then I'm really, this is one of my favorite songs. And then at the end, I realize John Andresic is doing, is performing it for me and changing some of the lyrics. And that's an amazing, just amazing. I can't thank John and my staff. I have truly the best staff, uh, I think, in all of radio. All right, let me go to... Uh, 
Let me go to uh, Wyoming here. We we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago on how bad our farmers and our ranchers are being screwed by the federal government and how dangerous this is becoming. We're no longer the breadbasket for the rest of the world. Most people don't know that. Um, and uh, Harriet uh, uh, Hagman is with us now. She's from Wyoming. Harriet, did I pronounce your last name right? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you did, good. Hagman. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so you are the person that uh, uh, beat Liz Cheney, and I thank you for that, um, <laughs> for, the, uh, for her seat in Congress. So tell me what, is, what people don't know about what's really going on with our farmers and our ranchers. How, how bad is this getting? Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity, and I did watch that podcast or, and listen to that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was stunned about the uh, amount of information that you were able to get out into the public sphere with the gentleman that you were interviewing. I am a water and Thank natural you. resource attorney before I, before I was elected to Congress, and so I have worked for a lot of ranchers and farmers and irrigation districts and municipalities and things right. in Wyoming. Nebraska and other states. And really what we're seeing is a federal government who is attempting to limit our food supply, and they're doing it through a variety of ways. One of them that I would describe would be the the uh, the uh, USDA's just absolute obsession with imposing an RFID or EID mandate against our cattle producers, that they would put uh, EID uh, ear tags for all of our cattle and bison producers. And the, and the point Why? is... To vertically integrate the industry. Right now, the, the poultry and the pork industry have already been vertically integrated, where if you look through the entire supply, uh, supply chain, it is the packers themselves that own the entire supply chain. We only have four big packers in the United mm. States, one owned by China, two by Brazil, and one American company. And that's what they're trying to do with the cattle industry as well. So it's to ver- vertically integrate it so that they can control it. So I'll just give you an example of what I mean by this. These people are obsessed with global global warming, as you know. And in 2022, mm-hmm. Ireland adopted an EID mandate. In, in the spring of 2022, Ireland adopted an EID mandate. They always say it's about traceability. It's about disease control. And if there were a disease outbreak, we would be able to trace. We already mm-hmm. can do that. We, we, we do it right yeah. now. We have bands, back tech, brands, back tech. We're already able to do that. But in Ireland, they said the same thing. Oh, this is about safety. And, and the United States has the safest food supply in the, in the world. And <clears throat> They adopted an EID mandate in in the spring of 2022. By the summer of 2023, they were mandating the slaughter of 41,000 head of cattle, not because of a disease outbreak, but because of global warming. So what they yep. want to do is they want to they want to limit the amount of protein that we're allowed to have. Well, they want to limit the kind of protein <sighs> that we can have, and that's what this is about. It's about our government using food to control us. It's government imposed wretchedness. You know, when when you say this and you're preaching to the choir, because I've I've been, you know, when I first saw the World Economic Forum's plans, I thought this is so crazy. There's no way this is true. No, no, no. It's all true. And Europe is ahead of us. Um, And it is so diabolical and evil um, that that there's when when you say you want to change the industry from seed to fork that mm-hmm. sounds to me like millions will die just just for even if your intentions are good and everything else just the the 
hundreds of thousands of mistakes that you could make that will snowball into starvation. But I, I think some of these people are so anti-human uh, that they are, that, you know, they, yeah, it's, it's they craziness. Are. It, it is craziness, and it is, again, it comes back to control of the government control, because you always have to ask, what is the problem they're trying to fix? Have we had major disease outbreaks that have killed thousands of people? No, not not with, not no. with on the cattle side of things. And, and the reality is, to the extent there is an issue, it's always on the meat side. It's the packing side. It's not the livestock side where we have challenges or right. problems. So that's the, that's so it is about vertical integration. So because if the, if USDA does not know where the cattle are or how many head a particular rancher owns, they can't impose a restriction of saying you're going to have to call ten percent of your herd, or you're only allowed to have five hundred, not seven hundred and fifty. The other thing they're trying to do is that they have all of these radical uh, uh, environmental ideas. Our ranchers and farmers are some of the most uh, for the very best stewards of the land in the United States and in fact in the world. Of course. You have you have the EPA, you have the USDA, you have all of these various agencies who think that they know better. And so what you're going to see is as soon as they impose an EID mandate, they're going to come in with what they call BQA, Beef Quality Assurances. And it's a 59-point checklist where the USDA can come onto your property unannounced and start dictating to you how you're going to operate your ranch and manage your livestock. Oh, it, dear it, God, it, how do we stop this? How do we stop it, well, this? So we've been fighting it. I fought it in a lawsuit for the last several years. We've been able to put it back. It was supposed to go into effect on January 1st, 2023. Because of our lawsuit and our and my efforts in Congress, we've been able to put it back. And we have one more thing up our sleeve that we're going to keep trying to, to push back against the USDA on this. But then you're well aware of the NACs, the natural asset companies, where they're trying to come in and then monetize and, and uh, securitize all of our, quote, so-called natural assets it's the most bizarre thing i've ever yeah. heard this is coming to the sec and the and the new york stock exchange with the idea that someone like bill gates could spend a billion dollars and own all the natural assets for yellowstone national park well we don't own air we we don't own the wind we don't own pollination we don't own those things yet our government is attempting to monetize those and securitize those so that number one that they can put them on their balance sheet so they can continue to borrow money and number two so they can again control what we can produce if they impose and uh, if they put a knack if they put a natural asset company and they sell the natural assets for a particular parcel of federal land there can be no mining no grazing no logging there can be no activities whatsoever and again it is an effort to to limit and restrict our ability to access the natural resources that we have in this country so we're talking to Congresswoman uh, Harriet Hagman. She is the Republican from Wyoming that is wide awake on what is uh, what's really going on here. And don't laugh this off when when you say they're trying to buy the air. Well, we don't own the air. Remember, that is exactly what the Native Americans said when the white man came to uh, buy the land. They, it was almost a joke many times to them because the great spirit owns the land. We don't own the land, but they sold it to us. Uh, and it's it, it's not funny now, is it? Uh, and it won't be funny. You do not laugh this off with what they're trying to do uh, on Wall Street with the air. It is really, 
really dangerous. There's one thing, because uh, I'm a rancher up in Idaho, and all of this stuff just makes me think, my kids aren't going to have a chance uh, at any of this. Um, they are also talking, and I know you're fighting uh, this kind of stuff in Wyoming. In the Pacific Northwest, the United States government is actually talking about destroying four major hydroelectric plants and reservoirs so the salmon can survive that wipes out farmland it's insanity it is insanity because it's not only going to destroy the farmland up there it is going to destroy the communities and the and the economies of all of the surrounding communities and they don't even know don't have any metrics to to demonstrate that this is going to do what they claim it's going to do they are attempting to take out those dams that hydropower because of this obsession with wind and solar and the so-called renewables i call them the unreliables Mm -hmm. but because of their obsession with unreliable uh, power and energy they have to have we have to have the backups we have to have a full redundancy and hydropower is clean and it is reliable with those 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 dams, those hydropower plants on those dams, that is the backup for massive numbers of people throughout the, the upper Midwest and, and California for their electricity when the, un, when the unreliables are not producing any electricity. When they take those dams out, there is no backup. There is nothing. If the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, they won't have electricity because there isn't a backup. The environmental devastation that they are going to create by taking out those dams is mind-blowing, and they are trying to go forward with it. Thank you for standing. Please keep me on speed dial. You you need people to stand up. You, um, you know, have something else to expose. Please, people are just now waking up on how how bad and how dangerous this administration and the global government is becoming to our food supply. Uh, it is it, it will cause starvation uh, for a very long time if it goes through. They are uh, Congressman. Yes, and, yep, the, and the natural asset companies, I really encourage your listeners to fig- find out about that and push back against it and make sure that we are we, we won this round. The New York Stock Exchange had to withdraw that rule, and the SEC has stopped it for now. They'll we just, won that round. They'll come, back, they'll come back with something else. They'll just name mm-hmm. it something else. This is the way they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much. Congressman Hagman from uh, Wyoming. God bless. You and your family have a future to protect, and that means taking steps now to make sure that you're prepared for whatever situation might come your way. Gee, they're trying to affect the global food supply. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for whatever might come their way. And uh, you can start with a four-week emergency food kit. These are 16 food and drink varieties, so you're not going to get bored with your selection. But I got to tell you, if you're using them, you're hungry anyway. So kids pipe down. The meals contain over 2000 calories a day. They're going to get you through any emergency situation. They're sealed inside an incredibly durable package. They're also able to last up to 25 years in storage. And maybe most importantly, the food is really good. I've eaten it even when I didn't have to. Well, I kind of it was emergency. My wife wasn't around for a few days and I didn't want to go to the store. Stock up on all... (laughs) 
Stock up on all the food kits your family needs at MyPatriotSupply.com. Get uh, each four-week food kit now for $60 off. You'll also get free shipping. Protect yourself, protect your people, uh, and start preparing now at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. The following content identifies as a commercial. Isn't that lovely? The Glenn Beck Program. We'll be right back. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I'm sharing the uh, space today. Filling in for my executive producer is uh, my longtime best friend, uh, Pat Gray who uh, joins me now from Pac Ray Unleashed. He is also the man that is responsible for the possibility of a foreigner getting into the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of It comes after many, many years of very hard work uh, trying to make yes, that happen. Yes, it has. This is something you have been on for a very long time. For a time. long time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, uh, they got their first. This is the first time they've ever even been nominated. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible to it's think. It's crazy. That. Crazy. Uh, but can they beat out Mary J. Blige? Uh, that's well, the, she's such a rock and roll legend. Yes, you right. Know? As is Cher, you know, as you know, and and cool in the game. They're, <laughs> yes, I mean, and hard rock day. Remember Shadays? What was that song? It was yeah, so awful. Yeah, something so, so bad. Yeah, uh, Sinead O'Connor. So uh, big time, Sinead O'Connor. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> You know, they keep using this rock and roll hall of fame, and I don't think those words mean what they think it means, <laughs> no, I but think right uh, about that. Maybe, maybe it's just me. By the way, we were just talking about what the government is doing, um, and, you know, we got to do a show on how 21st century fascism, uh, you know, and, and dictatorships exist. Right now, you, you could make the case that, uh, you know, we're under a dictatorship, but not the way people think. Joe Biden, I don't even think is in control of, I mean, maybe not even his bowels, but um, <laughs> he is he's a guy who is um, just allowing the administrative state to take care of everything. And that was Woodrow Wilson's dream, that there would be one guy who was the head of the administrative state, and he would uh, empower all of these agencies, and then they would go, state first they would get rid of the Constitution and all that pesky stuff, and it would just be administrators. And they would administrate absolutely everything, and then they'd go state to state to administrate for those individual states, because... It should be just one country. This is a dictatorship. It is a, a, a technocracy. It is just faceless people running your life. And when we were saying just a little while ago about, you know, well, they're, gonna, they're just going to change the name and repackage it. Well, lo and behold, there's a story from Fox today. It's on my morning newsletter about how the Department of Energy is still going after your gas stove even though they said they weren't they're doing it in a hundred different ways and this story outlines all the different ways that the administrative state can just put regulations on and just kill the gas stove industry the glenn beck program